What's up, good people? Thank you for clicking play on another episode of Big Man, Tiny Kingdom. Recently, I spent a day at Dead Horse Ranch State Park. I met up with Elizabeth and Neil, who happened to work for Arizona State Parks. They invited me to go fishing with them, and I jumped on the opportunity because I haven't been fishing in over 20 years. I've been wanting to go for a while, just haven't made the time. Well, I had a wonderful day at the park with my new acquaintances. They were the best hosts. They totally took me on as a newbie to fishing, didn't make fun of me not knowing how to cast or how to tie a hook to the line. The fishing pole I had was actually from the last time that I went fishing. I bought it in 1999 when I was on a camping trip with my coworkers. Back then, I lived in Washington State. I used it for that camping trip, haven't used it ever since. It's traveled with me to Arizona when I moved here in 2008, and it's just been in storage all this time. Well, I am so glad that I was able to bust it out for this day trip to Dead Horse Ranch. I did have some problems with the pole. The fishing line was actually the original from back in 1999. So, of course, it was no good. It kept nodding up on me. I was told by Neil that I can take my pole to Sportsman's Warehouse and they will respool the line for me. I'll be taking care of that real soon so that I can get out and do some more fishing in the near future. I definitely want to fish as much as I can because I learned something about myself while I was out there. All I was thinking about was casting the pole and the water. I was fully engaged and paying attention to the line and hoping I would get a bite. I wasn't thinking about business or personal or bills or how high the gas prices are right now, or Ukraine and Russia, or the still ongoing pandemic. I wasn't feeling sad about my grandmother, who just passed on March the 1st. I wasn't thinking about how terrible I feel for not going to visit her, and that I haven't been back home in a while, and this is the reason why I'm making a trip there. And I don't like the whole thought of that. And I wasn't thinking about some recent health issues that I'm struggling with. Uh, usually when I'm playing NBA 2K on my Xbox, that's my time to not think about nothing going on with me. That's been my therapeutic activity. But I can see fishing as now being my go-to hobby to pass the time. I was able to record a conversation with Neil and Elizabeth who I want to thank so much and again, give them an extra special shout out for the invitation for teaching me some things about fishing, about bird watching and some other cool stuff about Dead Horse Ranch. This is actually my second time at the park. I do plan to post an episode talking about my time camping there. So be on the lookout for that. Without further delay, I'll jump into my recording with Elizabeth and Neil of the Arizona State Parks. Let me give you all a heads up. We were outside in the elements, so you'll hear the sounds of the river behind us. There's a little bit of wind noise, probably some birds in there too. And I remember there was also an airplane flying over. I hope it doesn't take away from you enjoying the conversation. I know I enjoyed being a part of it. I'm Elizabeth Haugen. I am new to the state parks, actually. I've been with Arizona State Parks for about six months and do a lot of the communication stuff, social media, a lot of writing, 
and um, love Arizona outdoors. I've lived in Arizona for about 10 years. And uh, my name is Neil Large. I'm the digital marketing coordinator at Arizona State Parks and Trails. Um, I'm an Arizona native, uh, you know, grew up spending time in the, the outdoors, you know, camping, fishing, hunting, and uh, I'm having a great time today, man. Like, show, I'm yeah. just get, able to share something that I, I love doing with somebody that's new to it, um, trout fishing, and you know, we, we did get lucky. Yeah. We, we caught the only fish today that was willing to bite. <laughs> yes, we did. Yeah. They're in there. They just didn't want what we had. Right, yeah. For <laughs> the yeah. most part, except you, that one. You just never know when these things are going to bite. You know, yeah. it's yeah. Uh, especially when they're stocked like that, it could be be a while until they're ready to, to bite. But I don't know, it's still fun. Just got to keep trying. Yeah. And I appreciate you looking out for me, being a newbie. <laughs> but I had a lot of fun. And, and so... Is there a, a fun fact or something significant about this particular park that, uh, that you can share with me? Well, I, I think Elizabeth has a fun fact, kind of like regards the name. I'm just going to kind of, this park's kind of special to me and my family just because I've got four daughters and we've come to this park several times. And, um, you know, one of my daughters caught a really big catfish here. Uh, we always love hiking down here by the birdie. Like right now we're like mere feet away from the Verde River and you know there's trails that go up and down it so I've just had so many good times with my family here I love coming back and the fishing's decent but the birding's awesome and the zip line's fun yeah we're gonna do that in a little bit you ready oh yeah that'll be <laughs> yeah I love that sound of that yeah yeah Definitely. there's a great kids playground here oh, cool. camping cabins it's a very family friendly park for sure cool. I think one of the most interesting things about this place is the name everybody wonders why would you name a park dead horse ranch and it's actually a pretty charming story um the the park was originally a ranch purchased in 1950 by mm. the iries family and cap. Cal, yeah his name was calvin but they called him cap and cap bought this as a ranch and their family picked it out they were looking for the right property and after looking at several different properties, he asked the kids, well, what is your favorite property that we looked at? And they said, the one that had a dead horse by the side of the road. You know, kids say the darndest things that clearly stuck with them. And so the hmm. name stuck. They, they kept it when they bought the ranch. And then Arizona State Parks dedicated this and purchased it in 1971, dedicated it in 1977. And that was one of the conditions of the sale of the property was that we maintained the name of the ranch. And mm. it's really kind of sweet because that was that family's legacy. It was in their family for 20 years. And um, so it's kind of a fun part of the story. Yes, it's an unusual name, but that's that's history, you know. But and it opens up conversation about <laughs> the, the park. You know, yeah. you talk about people inquire about the name and then you talk, talk about it and then start showcasing all the awesome things you can do here. Yeah, it's a beautiful property. It's, you know, we're standing along the Verde River right now. Um, and this, there's 18 miles along the Verde River Greenway that belong to the park. And the park in total is 320 acres. Wow. And um, it's just absolutely beautiful. When I moved to Arizona from the Midwest 10 years ago, it was places like these that made me absolutely fall in love with the state. Yeah. It's just, you, you have one picture in your mind if you're not from here of what Arizona is like. And then you come to a place like Dead Horse Ranch here in Cottonwood or Sedona or 
And you're like, wow, yeah. this state is just, there's so many gems everywhere to yeah. discover. And it really is a beautiful part. It's my second time here and I, I, I enjoy myself here at this park. Now, uh, speaking of the river, since you mentioned that, uh, the Verde River, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. where we were fishing at, those are called, considered lagoons? Lagoons, yeah, so there's three of them. What is a lagoon? I was trying to figure that out. Right, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, it's actually Verde River water that they use in the lagoons. So, I mean, it's really fresh water and then it comes back into the Verde. So they, they okay. keep it really fresh and clean in there. You know, I don't know when the lagoons were made, honestly. We were talking about this, so that's yeah. something I'm going to have to research. Mm. Um, I don't know if they came with the property or if the state parks dug them out, but um, it's it's cool because you saw the, the sycamores and cottonwoods yeah. everywhere, and uh, right now there's no leaves on them, but, but later it's going to be real shady and just so many birds coming here, dude. Yeah, beautiful like, bird habitat. Yeah. We were watching in bald eagle fish this morning. Oh, he got one too. There are hooded mergansers everywhere. And yeah. yeah, he got one. Yeah. Wow. There are cormorants and yeah, lots of lots of waterfowl. And mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah, they're beautiful. Does it stay level year round or does it, uh, they have to refill it or? It stays pretty full. I, I don't think there's a fluctuation problem with these lagoons. Not with the no. lagoons, the, there is a fluctuation yeah. with the Verde. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's a story here. Yeah, but. yeah this, uh, the Verde level, rises obviously during the monsoon season there's heavy heavy rains we're standing next to trees right here behind us that have a lot of debris pretty high up over over your head which so. is yeah that's really shocking because <laughs> yes. i'm six three and that this tree is above my head and oh yeah for the water to get that high that's incredible yeah. dangerous situation that's right yeah. so yeah they, they the park has to take care they do a lot of maintenance down here they have some great friends groups friends of the verde river that help take care of the maintenance down here um to just you know, maintain the habitat for yeah. all the wildlife that lives down here and calls it home. That's cool. So how's the, um, what's the, com the most common type of fishing or fish that you can catch? In, in the, the, the river or lagoons? Lagoons. In the lagoons, well, I guess it kind of depends on the, the season. So it, during the winter, the fall, actually fall through early spring, the Game of Fish Department stocks it with rainbow trout. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, we have the, the stocking schedule on our website at azstateparks.com slash trout fishing. You can find it. And there's also some tips on how to catch them, some rooster tail spinner techniques like what I was showing you yeah. earlier today and some different bait options. And then in the summertime, the Game of Fish stocks it with uh, channel catfish. Hmm. And those are a lot of fun to catch. Um, and they're they taste really good too i mean my kids like eating uh, catfish tacos mm -hmm. you know big uh fish taco nights are huge around my place but i and i'm gonna probably call out my favorite like one of my favorite fish is the the largemouth bass and there's naturally reproducing populations in both the lagoons and the river here and uh, on our website on the dead horse ranch uh, page on the fishing page you can see a picture of a guy with a 14 pound largemouth mm. he caught in one of the lagoons and he let it go yeah, yeah and people think the bass in here get so big because they eat their trout that the game of fish stocks mm. and so some people have pretty good success with really big lures that look like trout yeah. to catch big bass you yeah know? a lot yeah. of people catch and release so it keeps the population going and yeah yeah, yeah they're I there mean, I, I love throwing them back you know I mean like we were talking earlier, so that fish I caught earlier, we turned it loose, and then what if, if I would have kept it, 
that fish is done. Nobody else can yeah. experience anything. But what if some kid comes here in the next few days and he catches his first trout and it's that fish? Yeah. Right, you know, right. I mean, who knows if that's ever going to happen? But I like to think that maybe it will. You I know? love that. And then especially with bass, though, we like to talk about uh, letting them go most of the time uh, because the Game of Fish Department doesn't stock them. So they're all like naturally reproducing. And especially during the spring months when they're spawning, um, if you catch some, you want to let them go so they can go finish the spawn so there's going to be more fish in the future. Mm. The spawning for us non-fisher people, yeah. <laughs> that's not anglers, that's when they're laying, laying eggs. Yeah, yep, mm. they're laying eggs. And then I, I release bass the rest of the year also, but I, I don't think there's anything wrong with keeping a few small ones for, for dinner once in a while. I mean, it's certainly within the bounds of the law to do so, but yeah. Um, being a renewable resource, I think it needs all the help it can get with releasing fish. Yeah. So what's, what are some of your favorite fishing spots in Arizona? Um, well, two of them are state parks, and then there's some other ones. So as far as state parks, Alamo Lake and Lake Havasu are probably the best. I mean, they're both world-renowned bass fishing destinations. Nice. Um, Alamo Lake is all largemouth, and they're... Um, you know, there's some good fish in there, but uh, there's bigger fish over at uh, Havasu. Mm -hmm. And also at Havasu, you get into the smallmouth bass, which are um, really cool. And pound for pound, they might even be harder fighters than, than the largemouth. Wow. Um, and then also there's striped bass at Havasu, and people really like those. They're a lot of fun to catch. They can get gigantic, like in the... What, what was that really big one? Big. Like we just 50 had a, something pounds? Yeah, someone sent wow. me a photo of yeah. him holding me. Two of them. Yeah. Enormous stripers. Yeah, they that get huge wild. over there. Yeah. And then uh, one of the... So those are some great places that I like to catch uh, bass. And then... Oh, you know what? Since we're not talking about parks too, I can throw out Bartlett. Because that's yeah. where I grew up fishing. And I take my kids there. And we're always able to catch a few bass there. Mm -hmm. And then... If anybody gets a chance to get into some of the, the best trout fishing in the state, it's gonna be the White Mountains, yeah. you know, the Black River over there. So I've caught some really big wild brown trout over there in the 24 to 26 inch range. That, uh, and it's just amid some really awesome high country scenery that is loaded with animals and cool birds yeah. and just so many cool plants. Hmm. And I'm pretty new to fishing. I was learning right alongside you today, Andre, yeah. watching Neil and learning how to do it. But yeah, so it, I, it I was got places great, to explore. It? it was fun. Yeah. I, and you know what? I really like doing it with you too because it made me feel less self conscious. <laughs> it's great right. when you have a buddy when you're learning something new. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I, I talked about this earlier, and I, I, I just want Andre's listeners to understand that. So we didn't catch a bunch of fish today, okay? <laughs> but we didn't fish for very long, okay? Right. And we're trying to yeah. to figure out what's going on with the fish and stuff. We had a lot of amount of time, but but we had a great time still, yeah. you yeah. know. And if if somebody wants to become a, a super successful fisherman or angler, let's say angler, yes, uh, then just keep going out and keep doing it. Keep enjoying those beautiful outdoor moments with cool people. Just keep going enjoying your time outside and eventually you're gonna start catching fish on a regular basis and you're gonna start learning these intricacies of the sport that, you know, and I, and I saw it today because you guys are both new and things that somebody that's been doing it for a while takes for granted, you know, you're like, oh yeah, they, they need help figuring out what that is. So, yeah. and all that stuff just takes a while. So 
if you do want to get into it, um, either just be stubborn and just go out and do it all the time or find somebody that knows what they're doing and have them take you out there. And right. I tell you what, I mean, Andre, you and I, we didn't catch anything today. Right. <laughs> but I, every little, every little experience while you're fishing keeps you going. So it's not like it's hard to pass the time while you're doing it because every time you see them swim by you, you want to quick cast yeah, your yeah. <laughs> every every time you feel something tug, even if it's a reed, you get your right, <laughs> yeah. you get excited about it. So it yeah, it's actually very fun regardless. I love looking at the birds. Yeah. I love spending time with you guys. It was just a beautiful day. And I mentioned uh, to Neil earlier, like I'm out here and I'm not thinking about anything else, work, house stuff, nothing else. The only thing I was thinking about was the water. Yeah, and oh, yeah. that's to me that. I could do this all day. And people need that. They yeah, need to, because like every day we're, we're at work, we're grinding, we're, you know, our minds are just flooded with all these thoughts and busy things, we're busy. It's nice just to take a step back, relax, and like just watch the world happen. Yeah. You know? I can feel, being out here, I can feel my blood pressure lowering. Oh yeah. It's like a natural stress relief, being yeah. out in nature. We need to do this more. That's what I love <laughs> for, about Yeah, outdoors. for our own health. So besides fishing, and we had talked a little bit about bird watching, um, what are some other cool activities that you would recommend people check out at the, at the parks? Um, well, hiking. Yeah. You know? Definitely. I mean, there's a yeah. lot of hiking at this park in particular. At most state parks, there's great hiking, but Dead Horse Ranch has a whole bunch. Um, not only hiking trails, but there's multi-use trails too. So there's horse riding trails and um, also mountain biking on yeah. the trails here. So. And there's a 13-mile trail that goes from this park to Red Rock State Park. It's called oh, the Lime wow. Kiln Trail. It's right up over there. Okay. Your, your listeners can't see where I'm pointing, right. but it's that way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, that'd be cool to at least check that out sometime. It's pretty fun. Yeah, that's very popular with mountain bikers. And if you're a hiker and you want to see a different side of the state, that's a great place to do it. It's real neat because if you drive into the entrance at Red Rock State Park, you see the Lime Kill Trail right from the wow. drive. So it's fun that they connect because you can see Red Rock State Park is considered a transitional area in its landscape and mm -hmm. so you can see how it changes from the Verde River here to the riparian habitat at Oak Creek. Right. I, I didn't even know it was that close. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's yep. pretty cool. Because you have to drive around you know to get to get there because of the topography right. but okay. it's the really just right, right over there. So then how close is uh that's Sedona right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay so in Red Rock because I went when I went to last time I went to Sedona I was at Sly Rock mostly. So yeah. they're right close to each other or? They're sort of on other sides of Sedona actually. Slide Rock is, is past the town of Sedona. It's up so in Oak Creek Canyon. Canyon. Okay. Exactly, yeah. Oak Creek Canyon, sort of halfway between Sedona and Flagstaff. And then um, Red Rock State Park is on the other side of Sedona. Yeah. So yeah, they're two different flavors. Both have beautiful, the iconic Red Rock I'm and good. Oak Creek. I'm going to add on another favorite fishing spot really quick, Oak Creek. Yeah. That's where I learned how to catch trout in a creek like back in the day. So um, so up just upstream from Slide Rock, there's some great fishing that before I even worked here, I used to go there and catch wild browns and stocked rainbows. Um, so what some people do is like the family will go to Slide Rock and then whoever wants to fish just hikes upstream. Mm -hmm. And th there's some some parameters there for that park, like the no glass containers and stuff. 
Oh, but you can see it on the no, website. No pets, yeah, so you yeah. just gotta be mindful of the rules. But go prepared and you're gonna have a great day. Go just, prepared, it's a busy park. So, yeah. you know, pick the right time and yeah. So let me ask you both, so how, how many state parks, um, two-part two question, how many state parks does Arizona have? And then how many have you visited? Okay, so what are we at on state parks? 34. Like 30, okay, yeah. Yeah, over 30 state parks. Uh, two of them are currently being under development, so they're right. not open to the public. But the, the habitats are being conserved, and right. that's the function of those parks at the moment. But um, And as far as Neil's got me beat by far on the parks. Um, I've only been working at the state parks for the last six months, so I'm working on it about halfway through. Wow, okay. Uh, right. Getting there. I think I have three more to go. Yeah. Yeah, McFarland is one of them, like we were talking about earlier. I just, I've been through Florence and I just haven't stopped and I haven't needed to go there for work yet. But one of these times when we're driving down south, I'm just going to have to stop by and do it because um, there's some cool displays I've heard that, and you know, obviously I have to write about them and stuff once in a while. So I've seen mm -hmm. them too. Yeah. You know what's fun about that but. too is Florence is such a small community that some of the people who were involved in when, you know, back when it was a hospital, still remember it being a hospital. So it's neat because wow, the yeah. history is really rich right there within the community. Wow. Yeah. I, you know, the other uh, historic park that I really enjoyed was um, uh, Fort Verde. Just yeah, in this area. right here. Yeah, yeah, and I was like, I, I spent a lot of time at that one, yeah. visiting mm -hmm. those different um, housing compounds that they have. And um, that, that was a really neat one. Yeah, yeah. that's a yeah. very cool historic park. There's also Jerome State Historic Park, which is close yeah. to us up on the hill there. Oh, yeah, that one's Crazy cool. drive, but... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you like that kind of like windy drive, it's a very scenic drive, beautiful. Yeah. But yeah, there's so much to do right here in the area. That's why I think Dead Horse Ranch makes a great base camp because you can stay mm -hmm. here, camp, camp in one of the cabins, and then you can hit up all these nearby destinations and do all these day trips. Right, yeah. I mean, use it as a hub for your exploration because yeah. the campground is just big and awesome. You got a lot of options here, but then you can just go out. Like if you had a three or four day trip, you could spend a lot of it in the park, but like you're saying, there's just so many things to do around here that there's not gonna be a dull moment. Right. Yeah. Even the drives are scenic to the next park, you know? Yeah. It's cool, this is a cool area. Yeah. So last question for you both. Um, which four would you list as your Mount Rushmore of the Arizona State Parks? So we could do get out. <laughs> okay, so my like my four favorites. Yeah. Well, Dead Horse is going to be up there. Okay, I mean, it's I've just had a lot of good experiences here with my family. Um, Karchner Caverns is really cool. It's got the the cave which is just in of itself is pretty uh, epic to see and experience and and if you're listening and haven't experienced the Carson Cavern's cave you, you should because it's it's not like what you'd expect that it wasn't like what I expected going in there and I'd been working there for a while before I checked it out and I was blown away um, the hiking into the whetstones there I love the sky islands that southern part of Arizona there's so many wild animals back behind uh, Karshner Caverns and the Weststones there, so that's gonna be up there, my favorites. Um, you know, let's see, what else are my favorites? Cause, so those are definitely my top two, huh? Cause I'm yeah. like thinking Yeah, I that, know you love them too. Yeah. I know that Dead Horse Ranch means a lot to your family. Yeah, so. A so lot of memories. Tonwa's a cool one. 
you know, Tano you is took a, my, one of mine. <laughs> yeah, that one because, and we didn't this last time we were there, but usually there's like javelina and whitetails everywhere at this wow. park. Like you're like, oh, wow, there they are everywhere. And the hike down into that canyon, it's not too bad. It's, it's really not bad at all. But and there's once, a bench. You can stop yeah. and take a break if you need a rest. Have you been to the Tonto National no. Bridge State Park? Okay. No, oh, dude. Put it on your list, Andre. Yeah. You'll love it. Okay. It's very cool. Because you feel so small. And for a big man, it's weird to feel small. Yeah. That thing is giant right here. Like so right what it is, it's, it's the, no, what's we believe is the world's largest natural travertine bridge. Yep. Oh. And so... You know, when you're on top of it, you almost wouldn't know it's there until you walk right up. Mm -hmm. And then you take a trail down and go stand at the mouth of this giant bridge. It's almost like a big cave that is open on the other end. Wow. And you can go in it. Yeah, you walk right yeah. through it. There's yeah. um, Pine Creek at the bottom, so beautiful water flowing. And the life down there, lots of animals that you can look at. But the stone inside when you walk through the bridge is all polished wow. and it's like a beautiful purpley red your senses are just alive when you're mm -hmm. visiting there you mm -hmm. just it's a whole world that you wouldn't even know until you're in it and when we went last time there was a school group of about 150 kids oh yeah and it echoes down there in the bridge and it was just alive with mm. all of the joy that these kids were having oh, it was really so cool. cool to watch and experience them yeah. making a memory learning lots of new things and having so much fun at the same when's, time when's the best weather time to visit there well winter can be iffy because they get snow up there you mm -hmm. know um they're at a higher elevation and so they they get some snow so you just got to watch it before you go and check the website because mm -hmm. um, it can get warm in the summertime up there yeah. but it's still in the pines you know oh, okay. so right it's uh I'd say any time between March and November, probably awesome yeah. if there's not any freak snowstorms. Yeah, I feel have a great time all year round. Oh, hummingbirds there. Oh, I saw a bunch oh, of hummingbirds up right. there. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's a great one. He definitely yeah. stole one of mine. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's okay. And then I'm going to throw out um, Patagonia also, just because yeah. there's so much to do down there, and I haven't been able to do it all yet. Um, Great fishing, world-renowned birding. Oh crap! Then there's Oracle, dude. I can't pick. <laughs> can't I can't pick four, dude. Because then I'm like thinking, like, then there's Oracle has got this, and then yeah. yeah. So the the ones I've mentioned are really awesome, but there are so many other awesome ones that I want to mention yeah. because mm -hmm. I think what what I'm doing is I'm thinking about experiences I've had at each of these places and. You know, every time I go to a park, it seems like I have good experiences. So, I mean, really, they could all be my, my favorites. It just depends on, you know, what, there's so many factors, you know, what the day's like, who I'm there with, you know, how am I doing mentally, you know, like, whatever. There's so many factors, but that there's so many good ones. Yeah. And I wish I could have had a better answer for you, man. <laughs> he loves them all. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I just realized that now as we're talking about it, as I was, like, trying to think of my... My favorites. Yeah. Those are all on my list. Yeah. I mean, I've been to Dead Horse Ranch. I'm doing Patagonia and uh, the Karchner Caverns uh, in uh, May. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And so now Tonto, that's going to be definitely on my bucket yeah, list to it's, do. It's oh, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, what about you, Elizabeth? Well, well, I, I need to check out one of your favorites yet. You love Lyman Lake. And that's oh, it's a good one. I love Lyman Lake. So, yeah. I haven't done that yet, but it's, it's definitely on my list. Um, I am a big when i go to places i like to learn 
I'm a big nerd. You saw me earlier, like if I find a, a, a flower, I want to know what it is and I want to like stop and smell it. And if there's a sign, I'm going to read it. So I really enjoy some of the historic parks. The first state park I fell in love with outside of Slide Rock, which is very famous and it's a wonderful experience, but um, Reardon Mansion State Historic Park in Flagstaff. Okay. It's, um, and gosh, when was it built? 1924? I'll have to fact check that. It was built in the arts and crafts style by the Reardon brothers who helped sort of establish economically the town of Flagstaff. And I was telling you this earlier, mm-hmm. they married two sisters in the town, and then they built this house, this giant mansion that's almost like a duplex. So it has two sides of the house that are mirror images of each other, and then it's connected in the middle by this great room that the families would come together and all the cousins would it's like play. like a piano stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. called the billiards room. They have a big, great fireplace there. And when you tour the home, you can imagine their lives yeah. and what it was like. And what I think of is just how much fun they were having as a family and how important family time was to them. Uh, But the arts and crafts style is absolutely beautiful. It was, you know, to revere the nature around them. So it's all wood and big logs and stone and it really mirrors the landscape that Flagstaff is. So I love, I love that park. And a really famous carpenter made a lot of that uh, furniture. Gustav Stickley? Is this Gustav? It, Stickley's his right, last name. Well, and the first name is right, so you okay. got there. All right. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's a really special place. Um, it's one of the first I discovered when I moved to Arizona back in 2012. Yeah. Um, I love Red Rock State Park because the Discovery Center is packed full of information. So for a person like me who wants to read all the signs and learn all the things, um, you go in and it's not very big, so you're not overwhelmed by mm-hmm. all the signage, but, and it's very interactive, you know, so you can, you can touch paw prints and learn what animals those tracks came from. And you can see the tree samples and learn the differences in their barks and what kind of trees they are. And um, yeah, it's really interesting. And then once you're, you've learned all that, then you take a walk and you experience it for yourself. And yeah. I think that's really fun. Oh, I just read that on the sign and here it is in front of my face. Um, Yeah, so I really enjoy that. And then, gosh, Lost Dutchman State Park. I think I I love that so much because it's so iconic of the Sonoran Desert. You know, it has squirrels everywhere. When you think of Arizona, it's the picture in your mind is of a place like Lost Dutchman State Park. Or Catalina. Or even Picacho Peak. Um, Yeah, it's just absolutely beautiful. It is, yeah. 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 That's three. That's three. And then he took... He took... My one. Can I say one I have on my list, but I haven't won? But I think well, it's yeah, going to be great. One? He's going to allow it. He'll allow it. Yeah. You get a bonus one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Granite Mountain Hot Shots Memorial oh, State yeah, Park. Okay. Um, I lived in Prescott when the Yarnell fire happened. It's a very wow. small community, and those hot shots were from Prescott. Uh-huh. And so I, you know, it's a very special place to Arizonans. And yeah. I haven't done the hike. I've been to the entrance of the, the Memorial State Park, but it's a seven mile round trip hike and that's on my list this fall when the weather cools down again. Yeah, that's on my list too. Yeah, yeah. so um, that'll be a really special place. And, and I can't it's, wait to it's go. actually on my list because I listened to y'all's podcast. Nice. And I, I listened to the episode twice because I listened to it first and then I watched that movie. Oh, you know, yeah. it's Hollywood. They're gonna mm-hmm. right. embellish and things like that. Um, but I, it was so inspiring of a movie. So then 
when I was going through the episodes again, I listened to it again. I was like, it's, you know, hearing that, I don't remember the guy's name that was talking. Jared. But it was, Jared yeah, Welsh, he was, yeah. Yeah, just, you can hear in his voice and, and then the picture he painted just kind of gave me a glimpse of what they were going through you know, during that time. And, yeah, Jared is a, yeah. a native to yeah. Yarnell. And so, you know, this is a community that's his home mm -hmm. here and dear to his heart. So I'm not surprised that listening to that inspired you to see it. The, the movie is only brave. It's a great film. Yes, it's Hollywood, uh, but I think they did a pretty good job. They tried yeah, to stay close. Of course, you know, the, each each one of those 19 men and Brandon McDonough, the, the 20th guy of the crew, they're all very special people. So yeah. when you try to crim that into a two-hour film, you know, you really can't paint the yeah. picture of how amazing they all were. But yeah, it's a great tribute. And when you walk the trail, um, there, are, there are plaques for each of the hotshots so you can get to know them a little bit and, and see what yeah. this memorial is all about. So. Yeah, that, that made me want to go yeah. um, check it out. And hopefully I can get all, I, I'd like to go all the way down to where, um, you know, they say the- Fatality site? Yeah. 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 They have some shade structures on the way. You know, it's a pretty exposed hike, so Jared will tell you this. He really wants people to go prepared, bring sufficient water and yeah. snacks and, and don't emergency go in the summer. supplies. Don't go in the summer. Mm. You need to go when it's cool. Um, but they, they do have some places to rest along the way. It's mostly exposed, but yeah, go prepared. And it's a really special thing. So I, I can't wait to experience that. Mm -hmm. Cool. Well, thank you both so much. Um, I connected with you from the uh, Facebook page. Um, yeah. So share with my listeners some ways that they can get connected with the state parks. Well, yeah, you're right. We met on the Explore AZ State Parks Facebook group, and it's a great community where we're all just interested in seeing the beautiful places in Arizona. We share tips with each other, lots of beautiful photographs. We have one photographer in there right now. He posts at least 15 pictures a day. And they're- From Yuma? Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. those are awesome. They're beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's a really fun community. I'm glad that we met there. I was really happy yeah. when you mentioned your podcast and I went and listened. And uh, So that's one good place to connect with us. Yeah, um, Instagram at AZ State Parks, mm -hmm. Facebook, um, Twitter, if you're doing Twitter, they're all AZ State Parks. And then uh, azstateparks.com, uh, like I mentioned earlier, one of the the uh, pages, but uh, you can just go on there and check it out. And we've got all kinds of information that, you know, if you're into the outdoors or if you want to be, uh, there's something there for you too, you know? So, yeah, there's, I have to brag because Neil puts a lot of work into the website, to be honest. And there, it's a wealth of information. It's not just, uh, like, oh, I'm going to book a reservation and that's why I go there. There's a wealth of resources about um, outdoor recreation. Yeah. So no matter what you want to get into, it's got great tips on how to go about doing that type of outdoor activity. So it's a good resource. Right. It, what's really cool, too, is the newsletter. Like, every month I get that newsletter, I learn something new. That's that awesome. It makes me go, I'm going to check that out. I didn't know they did that. They have a family camp out thing where you can go and and yep. experience the whole thing if you're brand new. Yeah. That's just wonderful. No, it's, yeah. it's great, man. That's yeah. awesome. Thanks, Andre. Yeah. yeah. And you can sign up for the newsletter on the website, just on the first page, scroll to the bottom, and you'll see a sign up for the newsletter link. Search on Facebook for Explore AZ State Parks. It's a very large group of people who love the outdoor activities here in Arizona. You'll find there a lot of really beautiful pictures, upcoming events, 
and much more info about the state parks. Once again, thank you, Neil and Elizabeth. I hope to hang out with y'all again sometime in the near future. Live life extra large, good people. Rest in peace, Grandma. This is Big Man, Tiny Kingdom. <laughs>